Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch the Show, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And as David Dirk said, we've been watching film all week, and by film, we really just mean we were sitting on our couches Thursday night, Sunday afternoon and night, and Monday night to watch week three of the NFL season. We're going to give some recaps of that, talk about best performer, worst performer of the week, and then we're going to continue our pick thing. We're a little dicey for a certain person last week, and somebody else did really well, and the standings are about even now, So, and we still haven't come up with a punishment, so we need sure. to do that soon. We're going to break down all the games week four of the NFL season. So that's coming up next. Stick around. Yeah. All right. NFL week three, the week in which every good team lost almost and a lot of bad teams won. But some bad teams like the Las Vegas Raiders still lost. Mm. So... There's always hope at the end. Shame of the on us for picking the Raiders, right? Yeah, both of us picked the Raiders. Uh, funny thing about last week, before we actually break down the pick'em stuff, David and I, the only games that David and I, or I got wrong, we picked together. That's it. So any game that we deferred, I picked correctly and you picked incorrectly, but all the games that we picked together, I got wrong. So Did that we was pick? Sucky. I think was it three that we were different. Yeah. There were three that were different. I got all three right, and you got all three wrong. So I got and lucky. All, and all three of them were, like, nail-biter games, too. I was like, yeah, oh, Every my game gosh. was close, so it could have gone either way. Um, but before we get into that, week three was a wild week. David, who do you have as your best performer of week three in the NFL season? My best performer of week three is the Dolphins punter, and I will tell you why. Okay. So – 21 to 17, Dolphins are winning at this point. Uh, less than two minutes. I, I don't know the exact time, probably even closer to a minute left in the game. And he is punting with his heels on the back of the end zone. So I don't know who's calling this game, but one of the commentators maybe was like, do you just take the safety in this case so that you can punt it and pin him deep rather than, I mean, even NFL best punt, you're still catching this at the 40 or other 40. Right. And that's still a pretty good field position. Right. But they went through, they went through with it and they went to punt it. And surely he didn't do this on purpose, but he actually like the, 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 the blocker in front of him backed into him and it actually ended up being a safety. And I low key think that helped them win the game because I think if, I think if he gets this punt away, it's caught at the 50 maybe. And mm-hmm. Bills could one, take it back or two, Josh Allen can, you know, if it is, if there's even a return, but let's say there isn't. Josh Allen can drive 50 yards, but mm-hmm. safety punted away, and he punted this thing down inside the 20 on the other, completely flipped the field. So kind of a funny accident, but that's my best performer because it accidentally actually helped the Dolphins, I think. So there you have mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was, you know, I wanted to talk about that, so I'm glad you did. Uh, my best performer of the week. Related to that, I'll, I'll give another one, but it was Mark Sanchez. Um, and the only reason I'm saying that is yeah. the butt punt kind of will be the new butt thing, the butt football play that will erase the butt fumble, which if anybody remembers the butt fumble, Mark Sanchez ran a broken play, ran the ball directly up his lineman's anus, fumbled the ball leading to a Patriots scoop and score. And then the Patriots scored, I think, four touchdowns. 
Oh, went on to score bad. four touchdowns in like 65 seconds of game time. It, it was, was bad. It was a play so bad it was on Sports Center's not top ten. Like so much so, it was the number one not top ten play that they just had to retire it so they could have something else in the number one spot. Mm-hmm. But my second best performer of the week is that's going to go to Jim Ursay of the Colts who makes the decision on whether or not to open the roof. And he opened the roof, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, the first punt of the game, the Chiefs forced a three and out. And Sky Moore, think he, you, with his name, you think maybe he'd be good at looking up and, and seeing where the ball's at. No, the Shadows play tricks on Sky Moore, muffed the punt, gave Col- Colts good field position, like what they have the ball, like the six or something. Like it was that. a so, four-play, it was a three-play, four-yard drive. Yeah. So the Chiefs defense on the first drive gave up 10 yards of of total offense and a touchdown because they got a three and out and then got backed up. So I, j- shout out to that guy opening the roof. You know, the shadows, I guess, must have been real. There were multiple plays in the game in which it seemed like Chiefs receivers and or special teams player were flustered by the sun, which mm-hmm. is normally always there. It's kind of a staple of the sky at this point. We have yeah, it's kind sun. of something that's just like always hanging out. But, but apparently, we were not prepared for the shadows, and the Chiefs went on lo- to lose to the Colts through a series of embarrassing and unfortunate events. Um, so, shout out to Jim Ursay. Uh, also, for those of you that don't know, whenever there's a Colts home game, Jim Ursay tweets whether the roof will be open, and it's like a sponsored tweet. It's a big event. That's so, actually really follow. Awesome. Follow that man to see if the roof is open again. And then if it is, I'd, I'd bet, bet the, Colts the Colts to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd bet them yeah. to cover. All right. On the opposite of the best performers, David, who's your worst performer of week three? Sunday night football. Two weeks in a row. Bro, <laughs> Niners Broncos are so bad. Both teams collectively are bad football teams. There were nine three and outs. There were 17 punts. Oh there were no touchdowns. No touchdown passes, and between both teams, total passing yards was at 126 yards. 11 to 10, the Broncos won. Just that's two L's in a row of Sunday night football, and uh, it was almost entertaining. It was so bad, but um, Dan Orlovsky is a free man now, so shout out to him. Um, for those who don't know, he as a Lions player, he uh, I just don't know what was going through his beautiful mind at that moment. But when he played. He, uh, on a scramble, ran out the back of the end zone on accident, and it was a safety. Well, yes. the wonderful Jimmy Garoppolo did that Sunday night, stepped out, and uh, got the Broncos two points. So Which I'll just say, dude. Ended up costing them the game. Yeah, it really did. Jimmy Garoppolo is just a bad quarterback. I've never, yeah. like, paid in-depth attention. He played terrible Sunday on those picks, on some almost should have been picks. Like, just, like, what was he seeing? Like, you made yeah. the Broncos defense look like, the 2015 Broncos defense, like, what you there's doing, bro? There's a reason that Kyle Shanahan was like, we'll go with Trey Lance. I, yeah. I just, there's, there was a reason for that. Um, the, the 49ers dealt with some injuries. Um, Trent Williams was, mm-hmm. got hurt during this game, which is probably the best lineman in football, essentially. Um, so losing him was a, uh, Debo a big got banged up too, didn't he? For them. Yeah, Debo got hurt as well. But still, yeah, that was just, that was a Big Ten football game that should have happened at 11 a.m. on a Saturday that nobody watches. That should not have taken place in prime time on Sunday. And this week, you know, I was hoping like Bucks Chiefs Sunday night football could be good. But based on the way that both teams have been running offensively in the last two weeks, 
Who knows? Gonna be, that game's going to be another a, stinker. It's going to be 12 so, to 9. <laughs> yeah, probably. I guess every Ugh. every primetime game just pound the under at this point because that's all that's happening. Uh, my yeah, worst so, performer yeah. of week three are coaches who have injured starters. <laughs> Let, let's, okay, first let's go Mike McDaniel. Okay, so the, the, the Dolphins beat the Bills, uh, beat the team that everybody – is kind of an agreement before this week was the best team in football and, and beat them. At one point in the first half, Tua, you know, th- drops back, throws a pass, and as he's stepping back, uh, he gets pushed by a Bills defender and falls back, smacks his head on the turf. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's one of those where you watch it instantly, you know he's concussed. Yeah. We also know he's concussed by the way that he stood up, stumbled, went back down, stood up again, and then fell and had to be caught by his lineman. Yeah. I, I don't even need – I don't need you to do the eyeball test. That man's got a concussion. He needs to not play. And what do you know? Tua was Tua was out there, second half, playing football, throwing passes. Um, yeah. And I think the NFLPA is, like, starting an official investigation into this because they they're are. saying yeah. they endangered Tua, which I would agree with. So, hey, Mike, uh, if Tua is your guy, maybe make sure he doesn't, um, you know, cause potential catastrophic brain trauma to himself. I guess, I guess you really wanted to beat the Bills. In a week three football game. Um, so yeah. there's that. And then the other one, Brandon Staley, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. That's a, it's iffy whether Justin Herbert sort of started that game in the first place because he did not look good all afternoon. But – the Jags were up 28 points on the Bills, on the, on the Bills, on the Chargers in the fourth quarter. And Justin Herbert is still trotting out there. You pay Chase Danny like $10 million a year. He could throw checkdowns in a game you're going to lose. What yep. Justin Herbert doesn't need the mental reps. He needs to lay down. Also, same team doctor, by the way, just so everybody's one mm-hmm. the team doctor that almost killed Tyrod Taylor is still the team doctor. Do they not, do, do we not have, and doctors, is there not another? There's nobody else who could fill that position. Dude, I I think at this point, I am convinced that I think the Chargers training staff is an issue. This is the third, fourth year in a row this has happened. And Joey Bosa got sidelined with an injury. They placed Jalen Guyton on injured reserve uh, with an ACL. Who's their, like, top – who's their best offensive line? Allen. Is also hurt. Well, Keenan Allen's also hurt. Like, of course, that's Keenan Allen. His bones are made of sandpaper or glass or whatever. So I don't. But like, we we talk about this. Oh, uh, Rashawn Slater, bicep injury. He's done for the year. Like, this has been three or four years in a row where this is consistently happening with like handfuls of players. Like, at one point, are we like, okay, is this training staff not preparing these players well, or and are not doing them justice? Because it's just over and over again that Chargers fall apart, like phys- literally. So I just don't yeah. know. I mean, you have to at least consider it. Um, and I I just don't know. Even optics-wise, I don't know how you keep a team doctor around after the Tyra Taylor incident. Like, I just – how do you yeah. – I yeah. mean – Because you don't I, trust I, him now with your franchise quarterback. You I just know? don't know. Yeah, I, again, you're going to get the comments. It's a rib injury for Herbert and – I don't know. Also, to stop the Saints coach. Don't even remember your name. Stop playing Jameis. Just give him a week off. Yeah, Jameis looks awful. Ooh. He's got 
like 11,000 broken vertebrae in his back, and they're like, well, he can't do any more damage, so we might as well trot him out there. What are you guys paying Taysom Hill, like $20 million a year to play five plays a game? Like, just run the Taysom Hill show because it's better than Jameis wincing every time he throws the ball beyond the sticks. Like, I can't, I, I can't watch this. Stop doing this. Yeah. Yeah, two days ago, Catherine uh, Terrell, an ESPN staff writer, said, Jameis Winston, dot, dot, dot. Although Winston didn't go through his usual pregame warm-up 90 minutes before the game, as he's done with back and ankle issues, he is good to go. So he didn't even do, like, pregame. And they still like, yep, you can play that, four quarters. That's not, you're not good to go. If you can't get through oh, a warm up, you should be playing in the game. Not everybody is Michael Jordan playing with the flu. Okay. These yeah. People are injured. Let them sit. Football is violent. Breaking news. Yeah. I just, whew, the Saints don't, the Saints just look like a, the team that we've yeah, not we, seen in we our both, lifetime. You know we what I mean? Like, the Saints were going to be good. And you know the defense is tired of them because the Saints' defense is good. It's very good. And their offense is so bad. At, oh, but can they get mad at Jameis, who is trotting out there with a broken back and trying to – like it, somebody did a Mortal Kombat X-ray move on Jameis, and he still decided to play the game afterwards. He's like, I, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. Stop. Let's uh, stop doing this. Poor guy. Stay, you can sit your starting quarterback for a couple of weeks, guys. You're, yeah. You're, it doesn't help if you lose games with them being hurt anyway. So yeah. Matt Castle went 11-5. and five. It's possible, guys. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, the Saints. Whatever situation they're in, it's a tough one. So Yeah, that's a good worst performance because there's a lot of them this week with that specific yeah, like, I detail. I just don't get it. Do we all forget how to read injury reports? Do we not have eyeballs? Like, you just, of course. Here's what you should do. Put a, put a fan – who cares about the team in charge, let them watch the first drive and then just have them hit a button if they don't think the starting quarterback is healthy enough to play. I guarantee you Chargers fans are not like, yeah, trot Herbert out there. No, Mm -hmm. they're probably like, sit him. If we played Mahomes in that situation, I'd be like, no, Chad Henney's the GOAT. Put Chad Henney in. Here's the thing, though. We're saying this, but two two years ago when Pat went unconscious and had to go to the game, he played six days later. And I know he cleared everything. I know it was different, but we're we are also like, uh, yes, should that he is be fine? <laughs> that is true. And my counter to that would be, first of all, they actually the explanation made sense, other than what the Dolphins tried to say was it was a pinched nerve in his back went to his head hit the turf. No, it's not a pinched nerve. Yeah. Um, and second, that was the playoffs. This is week three. Well, okay, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, th- well, yeah, it's that's not the, thing with the Herbert. same. I was texting you guys in our like chat, like, dude, it is week three. Like, why would you not want to sit your franchise quarterback? Make sure he's healthy. Do this one non-division. Like, if it's a divisional game, okay, maybe because that like that decides like if you honestly can get a playoff spot. It's the Jags. You win or lose, they lost anyway. But if you lose, it's like all right, we yeah, can still I, get him it, healthy. It is week I don't three. Know. Yeah, yeah, the guy argues that he wants to play in the playoffs and he's got a better shot. That's fine. But it's week three. You have an obligation to protect your franchise, and these yep. people are not doing it. So, I don't know. Somebody take over for them. Honestly. Okay. Now, with all of that in the rear view, let's turn to week four. We got a decent slate of games this week. First records, David is 26 and 22. He went 8-8 eight and eight last week. I am 25 and 23. I went 11-5 and five last week. Yeah, so you came I have back. Farm- my best week. That's the best the week season. any of us have had. Yeah. Um, 
I was so sad too. And like games I picked, it's like oh, three point game, three point game, two point game, two like all these games I got wrong. I was so close. I never realized that I was rooting on the wrong side of some of these games. Like I was rooting last night for the Giants to win, and then I this morning I look and I was like, oh, I picked the Cowboys. Good thing the Cowboys won. Sheesh. Yeah. Well, and for most of the game, the Giants actually the Giants look like a good team. I was like, okay, maybe. Well, the Giants look like a good team if they had anybody but Daniel Jones under center. Dude, I wonder how good they'd be if they had that situation. And so even like I don't know, but is Daniel Jones hurt? People are asking (laughs) because it. I mean, it would explain some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You never know, do they? But they're they're making it work, I guess, is what you would say. Mm -hmm. All right, first game we got Thursday night football on Amazon Prime with a booth that is pretty good, but I still miss. Alan, Chris, it's mm-hmm. Dolphins at Bengals. Uh, Bengals had a bounce back week, did exactly really what they needed to do, came out with an explosive offensive display in the first quarter um, in week three and never really let go after that. And the Dolphins are coming off a humongous win. But Huge. I, I'm assuming that Tua is going to play because yeah, I've not he got seen... to play in the last half of the other game. But – Eight. Injury report says questionable as of September 27th today, but I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Bengals here. Um, I think this is a letdown spot. I think that the Dolphins, despite winning that game, did not actually really play that well against the Bills. Um, and if Tua is not 100, percent I I I'd like the Bengals here. I do. Short week, weird things happen. I just think I'm gonna go Bengals here. Yeah, uh, Bengals are actually favored by four uh, here, which, I mean, honestly, if you're just an outsider, you'd probably be surprised. Like, after what Miami just did, and mm-hmm. they're, they're favored home field plus a little uh, change in the side. So this is tough because I think – give me Miami, and here's why. We You talked about this just now. I, like, pick one way but then cheer the other, and I don't know why I've been doing that. So I think Miami has a chance to win it because I want, I don't, you know, I, I don't want the Bengals to obviously win. You don't want to root for the Bengals while you're watching the game. I, so get it. I get it. We'll pick the doll. I am like, maybe not. Bengals are a good team. I am surprised though. Like the matchup predictor has Bengals 75.3% chance to win according to ESPN's power football index. That's pretty lopsided. And you know what I mean? Kind of surprising to see, but I don't, I don't think this will be a blowout. I think Bengals mm-hmm. are, Bengals are a good football team. Uh, I think their start was just very slow, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, here I we think go. they just I've, the first two weeks for the Bengals were matchup nightmares in terms of offensive line to def- the other team's defensive line. I think yeah. that's just that was the problem, and uh, yeah, I see them rebounding here. And the Dolphins, I think this is the trap game of all trap games. I mean, you're coming off the highest mm-hmm. high possible, beating the Bills. Everybody's feeling great. Dolphins, Eagles, Super Bowl is everybody's prediction. I think the Bengals just steal one here. Yeah. Wow, our first one, and we uh, are different. We split. Wow, look at us. All right, next one, Vikings at Saints. Kirk Cousins was able to suck for three and a half quarters and then eke out a win against the Detroit Lions um, because the Lions did Lions things, as the Lions always do. And the Saints, as we've already mentioned, look just pitiful. Uh, I'm going to pick the Vikings here, not because I think that they're good, but because I just think the Saints' offense is that bad that I don't know what they can do. Yeah, I'm going Vikings too. 
I just – and, like, you, we talk about the Saints' defense really right now is kind of their strong suit. Well, they've given up 26, 20, and 22 points in their first three games. They're on the field a lot. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. And I think I really – it's tough. I think this is one of these teams, the Vikings, where, like, like on paper, this is a good team. But for some reason, it's like, what are they – they're just not producing. Um, I mean, they are 2-1. and one. They whooped the Packers. They they got beat by what seems to be a very good Eagles team. And then this is the Kirk. Barely Kirk. beat. Yeah, it's just weird. I but. really just think it like people need to understand that yes, Kirk Cousins will put up stats and he'll have great games, but there's some weeks where your Kirk Cousins just looks like the lights are on, nobody's home there. He's just throwing check down after check down and missing wide open receivers. Here's the thing. This game's at eight thirty AM. Nobody's watching opposite. except those those opposite, in the stadium. Opposite he's of the gonna prime ball time. It's, out. It's Kirk reverse. He's gonna yes. ball out. Absolutely. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, this game he's is gonna go ham. This game is in London. Mm-hmm. So Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham sounds so cool though, bro. Are you serious? Tottenham that's, sounds that's, cool. It's kind of a letdown. Gosh, you really gotta get get up on your football knowledge. That's a it's a football <laughs> stadium. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from London and England entirely. Back to America. Browns at Falcons. Um, yeah, gross. Who wants to even pick? Uh, the Falcons are one of those teams that's going to lose a lot, but they'll put up a bunch of points for no reason because they have Bro. some offensive weapons. Oh, dang. Never mind. Well, I was going to say, guess the Falcons have scored the exact same amount of points in every game this, so far this year, but it's 26, 27, 27. They lost 27, 26 to the Saints week one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think that's something that surprised us. The Falcons offense is actually producing. I mean, they put up 27 on the on the Rams, but yeah. they're actually kind of producing some points. I mean, but the defense they have is weapons. terrible. Cordero Patterson is what the second leading rusher I think in the NFL through three mm. games so far. Drake London is probably the odds-on favorite for offensive rookie of the year right now, just because of his production. He's up there. And yeah. what do you know? They threw the ball to Kyle Pitts <laughs> for the he first time it. in ever. Um, I think they're undefeated when Kyle Pitts has over 80 receiving yards. So, so just this last week, just, just, well, I think it's happened two more times since then. So just, I guess, but I don't, I don't know. I, is miles Garrett going to play? He's in that car accident. Um, And I don't know if he's going to play. It's says questionable. That's, but that, I mean, it could be so many things. I, uh, I'm going to pick the Browns. I don't like it, but I think that the Browns rushing attack will be enough to keep the Falcons offense off the field. I expect the Falcons to either get a big lead and lose it or be down by a lot and come back late, but it won't be enough. Mm. Yeah, I have Browns too. Uh, I mean, we talk about like Jacoby Brissett. He's taking charge of this team. They mm-hmm. he played well against Pittsburgh and he was fired up and they scored 26, 30 and 29 points uh, in their three games. And, uh, yeah, you talk about the two-headed monster with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper um, had has had back-to-back 100-yard receiving games, I believe, for the first time since he left Oakland at the time. Um, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones, like David Njoku. Like, I mean, honestly. That's it, what we've been saying all along. They have weapons. and They, they, they have a good team. To, to get the quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean. Once he comes back, I will be rooting for this team to lose every game. 
Yeah, and that's tough because whatever the team the Browns are playing. Yeah, I mean, of course, we don't know how what he'll look like, but it's tough because like I hope if he we sucks. get oh, if we I get what we think we'll terrible. get, like this team's going to be pretty stinking good. Um, I, and they're I don't know. So we'll I'm see. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Deshaun to be awful, just the what worst. If, be kind of funny if he's like a James Harden, like gained like 40 pounds and has a bit of a belly. It's like, what are you doing there, Deshaun? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope Deshaun comes out looking like Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell. I just hope this <laughs> man is terrible. Uh, oh, that's his first game, he's like one touchdown, four picks. That's yeah. what you want to see. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now to a to a quarterback clash that should be much better than the one we just talked about previously. Bills at Ravens. Bills coming off a disappointing loss. Ravens coming off a pretty strong win against the Patriots, I guess you could say. Of course, who knows with the Patriots this year. And Mac just got his ankle obliterated in that game. So Mac Jones is going to be. Yeah, did you see that? That looked rough. Yeah, that did not look good. Um, I'm going to pick the Bills to get a bounce back game here. Um. No, for no other reason than I just don't think they're a team that's going to lose two weeks in a row. I think that the Miami game was just – it was the same thing with Chiefs-Colts. I think they just played a terrible game and made just too many mistakes to win, but I don't see them doing that back-to-back weeks. Go ahead, David. Pick the Ravens. You want to do it. You have visions of Lamar just running circles around the defense and throwing bombs to whoever – Lamar can throw bombs to on the Ravens. Whoever has two hands and can run under it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the only reason I'm hesitating is I've just I, – have we ever seen Josh Allen and present company lose two games in a row? Like, they've just been so dominant that it, we just haven't seen that. But, dude, Lamar's on a mission. This is like – I could be wrong, but I feel like he's playing better than the year he won MVP, right? Like, the way he started this. Um, Ten touchdowns, two picks. Um almost 800 yards. He has two rushing touchdowns. He's leading rusher and uh, obviously the leading passer. Yeah, he is Lamar, the quarterback. Is, Lamar is playing out of his mind right now. But So for some reason, I just get this vibe of like him. Obviously, he's played like pissed all year, but also you just don't like the – I think the Bills and Ravens, it's like a Bills Chiefs or Ravens Chiefs where you're like, I'm tired of losing this team or I'm tired of, you mm. know, being, being picked against – I could see him just completely go off while you mm-hmm. also have um, Micah Hyde's out for the year. They lost another cornerback. Jordan Poyer is questionable right now. Uh, Ed Oliver is questionable as well as Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips. So this Bills defense is is hurting pretty bad. Mm. Um, let's see. Ravens are home. Yep. Just do it. Screw Pull it. Trigger. Give me the Ravens. I, I don't know if it'll happen, but I – the way that Lamar's just playing, give me the Ravens. Okay. Up I next, actually, we have a div- – Well, I, say I, wrote, I wrote bills on my paper, but that's how unsure I was because I'm switching. Yikes. Wow. No belief in the bills. It's terrible. Hey, I okay. said I'd pick them until they lost. They didn't last very long. Well, they did lose, so now <laughs> you're never going to pick them again. Uh, <laughs> Commanders at Cowboys next. Uh, NFC Beast matchup. Commanders – look like one of the worst teams in the league right now. And the Cowboys are in full Ewing theory mode with 2-0 and under. Bro, it's rush. working. Come the on. Quarterback of the future. We've heard reports that Dak Prescott could be back. But Please, I, no. I, 
I don't know why they would rush him back for a game against the Commanders. I think Cooper Rush has shown he can do more than enough to beat the Commanders, and you don't really need Dak for this. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys here, but there is a there is a scenario in which I checked the score of this game in the third quarter, and Carson Wentz has thrown like for 280 yards and three touchdowns somehow, and the Commanders are up two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I, I know that could happen, but I'm I'm still it's Cowboys at home. I just think that they're they're a better team. And Carson Wentz is going to be seeing Micah Parsons in his nightmares all week leading up to this game. Yeah, I had the Cowboys too, but like I just – do we ever know what Cowboys team we're going to get? Um, That's true. So, but hey, they beat what seems to be a pretty decent Giants team last night. Um, and they're making it work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, give me the boys. Them boys. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have a one and two versus one and two matchup. It is the Seahawks at the Lions. Here's my question, David. Did we all way overreact to the Seahawks beating what we've now found out is a not very good Denver Broncos team in prime time? And we think they're better than they are because I think the Lions are way better than the Seahawks team. Yeah, I. Lions are favored by four and a half. If if Missouri allowed sports betting, I would simply just bet the Lions to cover like I, I, a lot. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't see this game being close unless I don't know the Lions gaps. Sometimes the coaching decisions and stuff. You love Dan Campbell as a as a character and as a motivator of of men, but <laughs> I don't know. Some of the times when he decides to go for it on fourth down, and the other times not. It's just it's, I'm very confused. But yeah. he admitted that he was wrong and not going forward at the end of their last game against the Vikings and trying for the field goal that ended up costing them the game. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll learn from his mistakes there. I just look at points per game. Lions are scoring 31 and a half points per game and Seahawks are scoring 15.7. Um, yeah, the Seahawks offense is. Is. Ooh. Yeah. And this line's offense. Scary. I'm impressed. I, I don't know. Yeah. You tell me Jared Goff's leading, and they're averaging 31 and a half points a game. I don't know how, but they're they're doing well. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you're sipping your tea because you just don't even know how it's possible. Um, that is water, David. I'm no. not British. I don't sip tea in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> up next, we have Chargers at Texans. Uh, I'm assuming Herbert is going to play because they trotted him out against the Jags. Um, I'm also assuming and- that the Chargers look better than they did last Sunday, right? Yeah, it depends. So it depends on how many of those injuries actually stack up and are are those guys going to play this week or are they still going to be out for another week? The Texans could have beaten the Bears. Um, but Poor didn't. Texans. They've had all just close games. Yeah, I don't – God, I really kind of want to pick the Texans here, but I feel like I'm going to – I think I would feel worse if I picked the Texans and I was wrong than if I picked the Chargers and I was wrong. So I'm going to go Chargers here. What if we just both picked the Texans so then if we're wrong, was both of us wrong? Because you know they, tied, they tied Indianapolis. They barely lost to Denver. And they Texans. scored 20. They dropped Mills, 20 against. Mills Mafia. Mills Mafia. Yeah, we're doing it. Absolutely. Let's go Chargers back. are only scoring 19 points a game right now. Texans are yeah. 16.3. That's not that far underneath. God. I don't know. The fact that we're through, we are through three weeks of the NFL season, and there's teams averaging less than 20 points a game is just so sad. 
such uh, bad offense. And like you uh, said, like the Chargers are they're just taping they're duct taping their limbs on right now because they're yeah. just all getting Yeah, that everybody's injured. hurt. I, I honestly think that the Justin Herbert that we got on Sunday, they'd have a much better chance with Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because Keenan Allen, I don't know if he'll be ready. Jalen Guyton, he's done. So you have Mike Williams, Donald Parham Jr. He's questionable. Like other than Mike, like you're just. I mean, you got Eckler always, but yeah. So I guess they just don't have a lot of. They just don't have a lot of good guys. So yeah, wow. We just yeah. picked Houston to beat the Chargers. Wow. Okay. That's pro- that's gonna make us both look real dumb in about however many days it is from this episode airs on. At least we'll both right look dumb together. Yeah. All right. We the AFC South has a has a prime matchup here. We got the one and two Titans against the one one and one Colts. Both that's consistency teams, right there. That's both teams are coming off big wins. Uh, the Colts obviously beating the Chiefs and the Titans absolutely demolishing the Raiders. Um. Well, kind of. It was 24-22. Although I think the Raiders did score some garbage time. That's so yeah. 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 Well, the Raiders only play good for one half per game. Um, that's their mm-hmm. rule for some reason. But the uh, yeah the the Titans looked pretty good for stretches. Um, the Colts. I don't know if the Colts ever really looked good against the Chiefs. The Chiefs just looked really bad. But maybe it's a talent to have other teams look bad against you. I have no idea here. I think. Um, I think I know. Okay, who are you picking? I, I'm going to pick the Colts. Um, this team started 0-3 last year and then went on mm-hmm. to finish 9-7 and and barely missed the playoffs and had Jonathan Taylor, who was, you could argue, number one running back in the league. I think this team needed confidence, and James Palmer even mentioned, like, he said there was just something different about pregame. Like, he just felt this weird sense in that, he, it was the first that, home game, too. He said that even when Frank Wright played, he's like, any time that Frank Wright's had his back against the wall, he has just come out and proven wrong, and, and that's where we were. Because no, I mean, honestly, even Pat McAfee was saying the line should be 25, minus 25 in favor of the Chiefs. Like, this will be a blowout, you know, and they came out. Mm-hmm. So now this team has a little confidence, and they have a mm-hmm. good run defense. They really do, and I think if you can maintain Derrick Henry – um, and Stephon Gilmore and that back end can do somewhat good against Brian Tannehill. I think they, that there's a way in which they win this. Also, Titans are injured too. Um, I, I'm seeing three, Zach Cunningham, Ola Adonai, which I don't know him, but then Bud Dupree, three linebackers are all questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Titans are also just super injured. So I think Colts have confidence now, and I think Matt Ryan has confidence which is what he needed, and plus a little luck, I guess. And uh, I think Colts can win. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna fade you here <laughs> and go hey. Titans. And I just feel like Derrick Henry is due. Um, mm. and I see a game in which, I don't know, every public opinion sways to the Colts. Like, hey, maybe the Colts actually aren't that bad. They just beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Titans come off a, a less impress, a, a win against a less impressive opponent. That's for sure. But I, I, we haven't really seen a Derrick Henry game yet this year. I think that we're going to see one against the Colts. Um, the Chiefs did not run the ball, didn't really try to run the ball against the Colts for some reason. I don't really yeah. know why, but I think that was an opportunity that was there, and I can see the Titans doing that. Um, so I'm going to go Titans here. Uh, okay, 
this is a game between two teams that have won two games already this season. And that is Bears at Giants. Both the Bears <laughs> and the Giants are two and one. We didn't guess this one at all. I don't I didn't see this coming. First of all, how are the Bears two and one with Justin Fields completing like less than ten passes a game? I don't they're running he's running the army offense. Like what is going on? They're not letting him throw. Is are do his arms not work? Is it because he has no receivers to throw to? Like what is happening here? Justin Fields has twenty three completed passes in three games. Yeah. He's averaging just over seven completed passes a game. What the heck? Yeah, that's weird. I for for that reason alone, I'm gonna go Giants here. I just think that the Giants they just look better. The the week one win for the Bears was against the 49ers in a monsoon that was just pretty much the worst conditions ever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, Justin Fields wasn't throwing a lot, but it was the rainiest game of all time. That makes sense. But since they haven't really opened up the offense, I just don't see a point in which the Bears, if they're down a score, like what what's your go-to? What's your method here? Mm-hmm. What's the drive you put together? What plays do you call? I, I just don't see it. I'm going to go Giants. Yeah, in this week three game, uh, Bears versus the Texans, Justin Fields was 8 for 17, 106 yards and two picks. Khalil Herbert, had, Khalil Herbert had 20 carries. And I would be willing to bet that, yeah, Justin Fields had eight and then a couple more. There were 40 rushing attempts with the Bears. So, yeah, give me the Giants. Uh, they also just seem like the much more confident team. I mean, they just yeah. seem like they seem fired up with this new coach, and you can see that in the locker room yeah, post game. like Dayball. I haven't seen I didn't see last night their their kind of attitude and the charisma there, but the first two weeks they just seem on fire and and so I think the Giants win this. Mm-hmm. All right, next next maybe the best game of the week, quite honestly. Uh, that is Jags at Eagles. Eagles have already been crowned the AFC champions essentially by pretty much or NFC champions, my bad, by pretty much everyone. Um, they do look like the best team in the NFC by far. I don't really know. I mean, they're the only team that's looked good three weeks in a row. Something that is a little concerning is they kind of take their foot off the gas a lot in games, which hasn't been a problem mm. yet, but I think will be. Um, the Jaguars, uh, is Urban Meyer the worst coach ever? Because Trevor Lawrence looks really good right now. Yeah. <laughs> And they look, they look confident going into this and look like they're easily the favorites in that AFC South that we thought was going to be the worst division, but maybe is not the worst division in football. Although I still think it's close. Yeah. It's, dude, get this. The last two games, the Chargers, I mean, the Jags have scored, outscored their opponents 62 to 10. And against two, like, Colts and Chargers, which, you know, you're talking to me, like, one Even team preseason. almost beat the Chiefs, and one team did beat the Chiefs. Like, preseason, if you tell me that, I'm, like, thoroughly impressed with the Jags. Now, Colts have had a slow start. Chargers, who knows? But, like, it's not like it was, like, I don't know, you know, the Falcons and the Texans. Like, they're, they, these are playing decent teams with really decent mm-hmm. defenses, especially the Chargers. And I, I, we were kind of talking about some people we saw pick the Jags to win the AFC South, and we were kind of, like, interesting it's yeah. looking a little more true now. Not completely, but it's looking a little more truthful now. I will though. I'm I'm gonna pick the Eagles. Um, they just are so complete. Um, Hurts, really dominant right now. Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Dallas Godair, and then you have Donovan 
uh, Devontae Smith. Um, and then just that defense, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, among so many others, they have no injuries on their right now. It just says no injured players. They're staying healthy. They're just feeling it in their home. And if there's a, other than Bill's Mafia, there may not be a rowdier and louder, well, not rowder, uh, louder, but there not, may not be a rowdier place in the league with Philadelphia because those fans. Yeah, they'll start throwing batteries at people. So that you got to play well, you know, so <laughs> I do uh, hope it's a good game, but give me the, give me the Eagles. I, I agree with you here. I, I think it's going to be the Eagles. Here's a take I'm squatting on. I'm squatting on it early. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling my corner. I think the Eagles are this year's Cardinals. Everybody, Ooh. you remember remember when Kyler came out with the explosive offense? Cardinals were like seven and one, and people were like Kyler Murray, like MVP favorite. Mm. Remember how they trailed off at the end of the season? I'm not saying that is gonna happen to the Eagles. All I'm saying is I can see it. All right, I can see a point where we're like Eagles six and one. Like this is by far the best team in the NFC. Look at that. they're gonna run through everybody, and a couple of injuries happen. They lose a couple of close games. This and that. They're squeaking into the playoffs and then they're losing. I, I just, I can see that. Uh, I think everybody is so quick to crown Jalen Hurts as like an MVP candidate right now. And he's playing great. There is no denying that. But again, mm. the not scoring points at the end of games troubles me. They're not keeping their foot off on the gas. They're having a lot of halves where they, they don't score at all. Um, and yeah, you can, you can beat up on some other teams like that and that'll be fine. But I don't know if you're playing the Bucks at the, Week 14, is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm just, I think, I think this could be a candidate for the Cardinals of the year and team that starts out super hot and then falls off at the end. I really do. Do you think that was coaching? Do you think that's coaching though, that, as to why? Because I, I will well, I, say, I think that's a factor. But again, I, I, I will point to last season. Nobody was really in love with Nick Sirianni last year. I mean, yeah. there were some boneheaded decisions that he made down the stretch. And everybody this year is saying that they're the team to beat. But I think they're going to play better coaches and better quarterbacks later mm. on in the season. I, I'm just curious to see how they're going to shake out. They're having a great time right now. Um, and I could be wrong. This could be like, the you know, the Chiefs exploded where they exploded and then they almost made a Super Bowl the first year Pat started and they did. But I don't mm. think Jalen Hurts is Patrick Mahomes. I think he's much closer to Kyler Murray and I can see this falling apart. I just yeah. can't. No, that's that's very possible. I will say though, their 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 schedule does favor favor them, uh, so they're really yes. gonna have to blow them these games uh, to do that. With Texans, Commanders, and then they finish Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. So that, that's a somewhat more favorable favorable schedule than the Cardinals had, but we've seen stranger things. Heck, we saw the Steelers. What did the Steelers start? Eleven and 0 two, three years ago, yeah. and then they they lost. No, it wasn't that big. It was like nine or ten and zero, I think though. And then they lost like their next like six of the seven or six of yeah, eight. Yeah, it was bad. I just I I think that they're a good team. I'm just saying I'm getting in there early just in case this happens. Yeah. I guess in that yeah. I could see this being the Cardinals. I could see this team falling apart and everybody looking in December and going, "Remember when the Eagles were the best team in the league and looked unbeatable?" Yeah, I well, it, see it happening. I mean, it just, it's possible. Yeah, it's a super mental game, too. Like, if they're not well-coached and if they're not careful, yeah, they could get to their head, and that could completely disrupt their preparation and how they play and perform on the field. So, no, that's it. Hey, well, we will revisit this on episode 39. Nathan said that, so we'll see if it plays out. Yeah, I I mean, it's very possible that, that I'm completely wrong about this, but 
Let, I just want to go through the Cardinals games real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Last year. Okay, so 24-20 beat the Niners, 30-15 to beat the Commanders. They lost the – okay, no, I'm thinking of two years ago, Cardinals. I need to go to – I need to go to 2021. Vamp for me, David. I got to find this. Well, they, they started hot last year, though, I thought, as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, so they – but not as dominant. Titans. As... This this is what I'm thinking of. 38 okay. to 13 against the Titans. They beat a good Viking Kings team, 34-33, 31-19 against the Jacks, 37 to 20 against the Rams. And this is the point where everybody's going, okay, the Cardinals are free. Oh, they beat the Niners, they beat the Browns, they beat the Texans, then they get beat by the Packers. Packers still a really good team. Cardinals, November, they beat the Niners again, then they get beat by the Panthers. And you're going, what the heck was up what, there? Were they seven and one at that point? Uh, yeah, let me. One and zero, two and zero, three and zero, four and zero, five and zero, six and zero, seven and zero, seven and one, then eight and one, eight and two, nine and two, ten and two. Then they lose to the Rams. Then they lose to the Lions. Then they lose to the Colts. They beat the Cowboys, lose to the Seahawks, and they get absolutely embarrassed by the Rams again in the wild card round. So I'm just saying, five I'm of just the last saying, six games. I can see yeah. that happening with this Eagles team. We're, we've already really quick to crown them. I think there were people doing that with Kyler last year. I could just see it happening. Mm. All right, we spent too much time on that anyway. So moving on, next game, Jets at Steelers. Uh, the return of the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson, has been cleared. <laughs> uh, Robert Sala announced and will likely play in this game. Joe Flacco was, like, leading the league in passing attempts and also somehow putting up good stats against – some other team. I, I no, he's got 900 um, yards passing. It's not bad. Yeah, Flacco is looking as good as Flacco has looked ever, honestly. Um, Steelers team that couldn't find the end zone if someone, you know, painted Sh- it orange and <laughs> showed it to directed them. them to it, putting a neon, but flashing lights above it. I, I don't know why. I'm struggling. Good. I'm sh- I'm going. I'm going Jets. I really think the Jets win this game. Um, I think I would have gone with the Steelers if TJ Watt was in, but TJ Watt being out, I, the Steelers team, their offense just looks so not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just don't want to pick them. I don't want to pick them to win because it makes me feel gross having to watch them. Yeah. Well, if they're averaging 18 points a game, 279 total yards a game, and they're giving up right now 412 yards of offense. How soon do we see Kenny Pickett? When's the Pickett panic button out and pressed? Let me look at their schedule because we know Mike Tomlin is a very good and a very disciplined coach. He doesn't freak out, right? He doesn't panic. Let's see. They're 1-2 and two now. If they lose this Jets game, they're 1-3. and three. I think, I think if they lose Jets Bills and go one and four, I think that's when he might give Pickett a chance. Their next game, I, dude, they got a tough schedule because it's Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles are their next four games after the Jets game. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe they won't. Maybe he won't throw Pickett out because that's, he's that's counting on them not, losing those games already. But that's like not setting up for success. Yeah, yeah, that's getting thrown to the wolves right there. Because then it's Saints. Tough. But then you're back to the Bengals at the Colts, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens, Browns. So maybe, honestly, we may not. You, you think he just struggles for this entire year? Or you think he's too, like, never had a losing record, like, too prideful to let that happen? 
I don't see Tomlin as a guy that reacts much to the record thing. Um, I don't think he's in danger. Like, I don't think there's any fear that if he doesn't win, like, you know, seven or eight games this year, he's going to be on the hot seat. I, oh, I he mean, better not. Putting Mike, Mike Tomlin on the hot seat after one bad season. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I can't see him getting to a point where, like, look, our offense is not getting better. Pickett needs to develop and get some reps. It's not like the line is terrible either. Like, it's not like they have the worst mm-hmm. offensive line in the league. It's not great, but I I don't think they'll be endangering Pickett by throwing him out there. The problem is that Trubisky just can't make the throws that they need him to make. Yeah. Honestly, so, so they have that. They have Jets, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles. If they don't win one, two, three, four, five, if they lose all those, they'll be one and seven. I think if they don't win at least one of those games, maybe he makes a start against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Not as dominant team because then you get the Saints, Bengals, Colts, Falcons. Like that's somewhat of a buffer, mm-hmm. maybe. So I think maybe after the Eagles game, if they're sitting at either one and seven or two and six, I think Pickett starts his first career start against the Saints at home. It's a home game there too. Yeah, I could see that happening as well. So what are you going here? Dude, give me the Jets. I said last week I'm never, I'm never gonna pick the Jets in my lifetime, and I literally just did that. Well, here's they're scoring. Th- Right now they're averaging 390 total yards of offense, which is crazy. Um, not is there concern? I mean Zach Wilson, we think's a better quarterback than Joe, but is he a better quarterback than how Joe's been playing? Because he's not been playing know. bad. But I don't know. I don't know. I think we've talked Jets. too much about Gosh, the, that's the, the New York. That's gonna look really stupid to us. Okay, the. <laughs> one and two Cardinals at the one and two Panthers. The Panthers were still awful looking, but managed to eke out a win uh, this past week. Baker, come on, Baker. We were all rooting for you, but you're yeah. not playing well. And the Cardinals, I mean, Kyler Murray essentially just called out his receivers um, at the press conference and pretty much said that they need to play better. I, I, I think I'm going to go Cardinals here. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think the Kyler Murray effect is more powerful than the Christian McCaffrey effect at this point. Um, and I can just see them having a game against. I mean, they the two teams that they've lost to, uh, have been to obviously they get absolutely trounced by the Chiefs week one. They have an insane comeback week two against the Raiders, but. I don't think that this last loss against the Rams was that terrible. The Rams are a pretty good team. The Panthers are not that. Uh, so I, I just think that the Cardinals will be able to squeak out a win against this Panthers team that's pretty bad. Yeah, I think so too. I was pretty, I didn't honestly know which one to pick. I was almost kind of leading Panthers, but I trust Kyler Murray a lot more than I would trust Baker, uh, at also, least how he's how he's playing right now. Coaching matchup, I know that we're not nobody's really high on Cliff Kingsbury, but you gotta take him over Matt Rule at this point, right? Yeah, Matt Rule's been a disaster. He was really good in college, and sometimes you gotta Matt stay. Rule, you know. head coach for Nebraska twenty twenty three. Congratulations, Nebraska. Honestly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah. I not confident pick give me the card. I don't think we have to talk about that game anymore. Nobody's gonna watch that game, so I don't think we have no, to talk about it anymore. I hope it's not on. LOL. Yeah. Uh next Patriots at Packers. Packers coming off a decent but ugly, very ugly 
win against the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers have really good defense. And the Patriots coming off a disappointing loss against the Ravens in which Mac Jones' ankle was um, killed, buried, dead. He's dead. Yeah. His ankle is dead. Um, Brian Hoyer, bounce back? Uh, I, Packers. I'm not. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I believe give me in Bill Packers. Belichick, but I believe in Aaron Rodgers more at this point um, to win a game. Uh, I, I, you just look at the Patriots roster. We've already talked about this, but you just look at their roster. They don't have any. They, they just don't have anybody on there that's going to scare you. And especially with mm-hmm. Mac Jones being out and now, Brian Hoyer being in, I just, I don't see a way that the Patriots beat the Packers here. Yeah, also Patriots, in Lambeau. The Patriots defense is decent. Not like, not like just the worst, but their offense by any is not near good enough. Their offense is terrible. And yeah, so. I think Packers win this pretty comfortably. I think we've reached the point where my brain no longer sees Patriots and gets scared. I think we've, I think we've done it. We've, we've that is crazy in the way from the Tom Brady era that now when I see Patriots matched up against somebody, I'm not like immediately, my brain doesn't just go pick the Patriots. Um, which yeah, that's wild. I mean, it was that way for 20 years, but I think we've, we've had just bad enough experiences with their team with the Cam Newton and and Mac Jones eras that I just don't see him. I'm I'm just not scared of their uniforms anymore. Yeah. Dang. Next an AFC West battle of the turds. Hey, Um, we thought this was going to be insanity, right? Yeah. The AFC West is worse than we thought. That's for sure. Um, Broncos at Raiders. Raiders just finding ways to lose games. Um, again, play one good half and one bad half a game. Uh, just depends on on which one they want to do that day. Broncos mm-hmm. play no good halves any game and still somehow have two wins because their opponents play worse halves. Um, is this the moment where Russ starts cooking, or do the Raiders pick up their first win in the season? Raiders win. I just do not see a scenario in which the Raiders continue to go over. Like, yeah, their defense struggles, but, like, this offense is just too good. I just – I'm surprised to see 0-3, honestly. Like, you have Devontae Adams, Hunter Winfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. Like, that's really – that's really pretty good offense. But I just I, – I just don't see them continuing to lose. And especially with Broncos now – Scoring? Did they score their first red zone touchdown all year last this, yeah. last week? Yeah. Hey, balls rolling now. Now, now the floodgates are open and and <laughs> it's time to go. Here's what I see. Uh, I I like you think the Raiders probably should win this game, but here's what I see. The this is the game in which the Broncos put out an actual decent offensive display. Russ throws two touchdowns. Uh, Hackett figures out what the clock is and how it works, how time works. <laughs> oh. And they they beat the Raiders. Raiders drop to 0-4, and, and there's thoughts of should Josh McDaniel be fired in his first season. And then there's the there's the Broncos. See, told you it just took some time. Let Russ cook. Uh, and oh then they go gosh. on to like lose the next three games. But I, I just see that happening. I'm going to take the Broncos here. I think the Broncos just moved to 3-1, and one, and they're the team you're looking at going, how in the heck is that team 3-1? and one? But they are. This is why I'm picking the Raiders because I don't want to hear she told you let Russ cook. Like oh I, the, the memes of people cooking 
raw chicken with NyQuil are some of the funniest things ever. I saw another one. It's like cereal with two raw hot dogs and NyQuil. Oh, yeah, and it's like let rest cook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is not looking. It's not going well. So. All right. We have we have made it all the way through this Sunday afternoon slate into Sunday night football, and that is Chiefs at Buccaneers. Chris Collinsworth is going to do his best to call Mike Tirico Mike instead of Al, as he did this last week. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tirico had to have just died a little inside when he called him Al. Um, we both want to pick the Chiefs here, David. Yeah, I'm not um, confident, though. But they looked disgusting last week. So... Give me reasons why we should pick the Chiefs. Help talk me into this. Um, well, one, I'll talk Bucks. Mike Evans is back, so that, that does help. However, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones are still questionable, and that offense just seems like they um, uh, they just can't get anything going if their life depended on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this with the Chiefs, though. Every year... For some reason, the Chiefs have a bad loss. In 2019, the Chiefs, the, the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they lost at home against the uh, struggling Colts team, 19 to 13. 13 points that offense put up, and people were like, "What in the world happened there?" In 2020, Chiefs lost to a four and four Raiders team and gave up 40 points in that game. Uh, ended up going 14 and two that year. Um, my mind is blanking because in 2018 they had also a game that they absolutely should not have lost. Is that the Titans game? It seems like we always used to lose to the freaking Titans for no reason. Um, Well, last year, 27 to three, we lost the Titans an ugly game that, you know, should not have happened. So for some reason, every year, the chiefs just have an ugly, ugly random mid season game. Also, Mm -hmm. I found out on a podcast uh, this week, Andy Reid is five and six now uh, off a mini buy, which is a ten day rest from the Thursday night game. He's now five hmm. and six, which is so crazy. the whole Andy Reid buy thing only applies if he has a full week and not just a little extra time. I guess, but I we we've seen that they started three and four last year, and even us, we we're like like the world's gonna end. Like what in the world is happening? What is this team? And they really made it to the AFC Championship game. They won the division, finished twelve and five. I. I just don't see with this coaching staff, with this management, with the leader and Patrick Mahomes and the veterans, I just don't see that this continues that mm-hmm. that long. They always figure it out. They always figure it out. And mm-hmm. maybe it's not against the Bucks, but I do. I don't think what we saw last week will last very long. So mm-hmm. uh, give me the Bucks. That defense looked very good. This young defense, we were worried. Like if you'd have told me two and one. Or even one and two preseason, I'd be like, all right, like defense was what happened? Problem. Yeah, like what the defense do? What the young guys mess up? I wouldn't. If you would have told me that two and one and two of these games, the the offense looked to be struggling, I'd have been told you crazy. But I think it's probably a low scoring game with this very good Bucks defense, and I think a good enough Chiefs defense to give this Bucks offense some troubles. But I think the Chiefs can win. So. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. I think that the Chiefs can come out. I'm more confident that the Chiefs offense can turn around than the Bucks offense can turn mm-hmm. around right now just because of the injuries and stuff for the Bucks. Um, and quite honestly, you know, that Colts game is a win if Chris Jones doesn't get that that taunting penalty, which was a ridiculous penalty. But then again, Chris Jones, why are you putting yourself in that situation? 
Okay. Like what, there's no way, no way you've been having a lot of trash talk with Matt Ryan of all people <laughs> throughout the game. Okay. The dude fumbled like three times in the game. So he knows mm-hmm. that he wasn't playing well. Just, you don't need to put yourself in that situation. Um, yeah. I get that it was a bad call, but still. So I, I just, I think the chiefs have the ability to do that right now. Um, and Travis dropped a gimme, absolute gimme touchdown in that game that would have put that game away as well. That was yeah, like he was, I, that was 2016 almost, yellow glove Travis Kelsey right there. That's what that was. I almost felt bad for him. He was so upset. He even tweeted. Did you see it after the game? He like apologized yeah. to the city and said, I will be better. But yeah, I, I, we've we've always like vented after even a bad Chiefs loss. Because I think even now with like the last couple of years, you and I, like if it was a good loss, like the team played well and they lost, we were kind of upset. But we're like, all right, we just – that was a good game. Mm-hmm. This was just a bad loss, and I don't think I've ever been able to say that special teams lost us the game. But I genuinely believe. No, normally we have special, teams special teams lost us that that game. There were at least seven points off the board. And uh, we have cut Amendola. We have cut our kicker, who couldn't be relied on to kick really anything through the uprights in that game. Um, do you do you so know why we don't they know- had? Do you know why they had a six-man tryout kickoff in practice? Like that, I've just never heard of a team ever doing that. Yeah, like a six-man. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on with that. Best I, man wins. Like this is just how important a good kicker is. Mm-hmm. Like a, a good kicker will in, give your team three or four wins throughout the season. Yeah. Just just solely by being consistent, not even by being exceptional, just by being consistent. You yeah. know, if we have a healthy Harrison Bucker. That's an easy win. That it, it, yeah. that game is, and his yep. ankle being hurt has caused problems. I just think that the that we have a chance here, and of course we're homers. We're gonna pick the Chiefs. I, I think maybe the I'll pick, probably pick the Bucks to beat the Chiefs, or not the the Bills to beat the Chiefs. I'm not gonna do it with the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. take the Chiefs here. Uh, Monday Night Football, Rams at Niners. <laughs> Rams. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to. Oh, yeah. I think we overreacted. Like, are the Rams terrible getting beat by the Bills on that Thursday night, first game of the season? I think the Rams have put together some solid wins. Um, and the Niners looked like the worst team in the league on Sunday night. So Jimmy G is going to wish he just never played football. Like, yeah. he's just, is, yeah. Aaron Donald Yikes. and that defense, that Rams defense. And then again, like, Cooper Cup is good for. 15 catches and a touchdown every game almost. So I'm just going to take the Rams here. Yeah. Well, especially now with Trent Williams being out. Yeah. That, Whoever's that's rushing that left tackle is going to have a field day. So, yeah. David, what in your opinion is the best game this week? I think my like gut reaction, I want to say Chiefs Bucks. Um, but I think Bills Ravens will actually be the game of the week. Mm. Um, I think. I do think it'll be just kind of a high-scoring shootout. Um, the Bills' defense is having some injuries. Ravens' defense isn't as good as maybe we thought it'd be. Uh, and these are two very good offenses, really, really good offenses, and they're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, Bills-Ravens could potentially be the uh, game of the week. So mm-hmm. that's my pick. Um, I, I think that you're right, identifying Bills-Ravens. I'm going to go Jags-Eagles just because I think this is a fun game solely for the fact that both of these teams haven't – like the Eagles have made the playoffs in recent years and really the Jags Blake Bortles era wasn't all that long ago, but these feel like two fan bases that were just craving for anything hopeful. And the fact that they mm. both 
seem to have found their franchise quarterback and, you know, they're both kind of exceeding expectations right now. I think that's going to be a real fun game. So I'm going to pick Jags Eagles. Yeah. Hey, hopefully Texans charges this game of the week. Cause that means Texans might, might've won the game and we picked yeah. right. Yeah. No, we're going to be wrong about that. I can already yeah. feel it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. But I think that just about does it. That's uh, episode 39 week three recap and a uh, week four pick them. But this has been, what do you want to watch? David Dirksen, Nathan English, signing off. Bye.